What's up and welcome back. It's the ANA Sports Show. I am your host, Anthony Cortez, and I'm joined alongside my good friend and co-host, Mr. Kevin Rowe. You're welcome. I almost said Alexander Ashley. I saw, I heard that little... uh, You heard it, right? Because guess what? He's not here again. Because guess what? He's just officially not a part of the show anymore. This is this is Kevin and I's show now. So, Kev, I appreciate you, man, for showing up each and every week. Always happy to be here. <laughs> we can't talk uh, much football without him, and we can't talk much Hall of Fame without him, because that's what we were planning on. But we're going to – hey, that's that's what's relevant today. So this is his fault for missing. Um, for those of you that are joining us for the first time, we're three friends. I'm not just going to say two, because there are normally three of us. Um, those of us that keep rocking with us, Alex is normally here. Um, things came up last minute, um, but uh, we're going to rock it with Adam just to put something out. Um, it sounds terrible to say, dude, but I, ha- I still haven't even gotten the last episode up yet. So <laughs> the, for the like for the Super Wildcard weekend. Yeah, yeah. Still, still need to get that one up. But anyways, that's another story. Um, but uh, Alex usually starts off our shows with you sense information. I don't have any today because that's Alex's job. Do you have anything relevant besides Sean Payton resigning? Uh, Cowboys 2022, Sean Payton? I don't know. Ah, Isaiah was texting me about that. You got to fire McCarthy. I don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't see it happening. You got to fire McCarthy first. Yeah. And I would love for that to happen. But I don't see it happening. Nope, not going to happen, sir. You just texted our pickums. How did we do? I went three and one. Awesome. Okay. Um, but yeah, obviously we are in the. We're recording this on a Wednesday night, right? I'm not crazy. It is Wednesday night. Yeah, it's Wednesday yeah, night. It's Wednesday. Uh, we just finished up divisional round weekend. Um, the Rams are moving on. They played a. Uh, they played against the Bucks. Bucks actually made a pretty valiant last minute attempt last minute comeback but uh they came up short uh matt stafford drove the ball um in the last few seconds there to set up a field goal rams win that game um pull up espn while i'm at this uh so it'd be rams and the help me out kev who's in the nfc championship oh it's gonna be the uh, 49ers 49ers rams and the 49 that's right um 49ers went to Green Bay and they pulled off an upset there, which if Alex was here, I'd ask him the same, this, the same question I've been wanting to ask him for three weeks now, but he's not here. So we're going to have to hold off on that. But long, just let's between you and me, Kev, what do you, what do you see with Aaron Rodgers' future? Obviously everything's up in the air with him right now, um, whether he'd come back or not, but what, what have you seen from him or what have you heard from him? Not heard from him, but obviously, cause you don't know him, but. What, what are your pins on him, just in general? I don't know, man. I'm best buds with that dude. Come on. <laughs> then why have we have him on the show, Kev? I know. He just doesn't like the media. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. I've noticed that. He, he doesn't like he's, he He goes on the Pat McAfee show all the time, but I don't know. He just, He'll go on Dan Lebedevar, too. <laughs> does he really? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think he's going to stay there. And honestly, why would you? And it doesn't look like the franchise has really done a lot to uh, support him and his role there. Uh, it's freezing freaking cold. <laughs> so why not go somewhere warmer or somewhat warmer? Maybe an indoor stadium. <coughs> you know? Perhaps in New Orleans? New Orleans, not bad. Well, no. They got. If you think about it, New Orleans is probably just a quarterback away from being a playoff team again. They are $74 million over the cap. They need to get rid of people. Okay. They're winning. They need to get rid of everybody and rebuild. They have so much dead cap or dead money on their cap coming up uh, that they can't even sign the players that they currently have. <laughs> and he just, he already said he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild. So New Orleans is out. Yeah. Plus, it's going to have a new head coach, and it, it's just going to be a clusterfuck down in New Orleans. Yeah. I, I can see why Sean Payton decided to step away. What about Pittsburgh? Uh, Pittsburgh's not a bad idea. Uh, they seem to be kind of a quarterback short. If they can really focus on the offensive line, that would be a good spot for them. Any other landing spots? Because I agree with you. I don't I don't think he stays. I'd, 
for me, and I'll ask this question when Alex comes back, because I meant to ask him two weeks ago, just we ran short on time. But to me, his, his heart's not in Green Bay anymore. And I'm like, if you're asking me about the guy, why he doesn't have at least one more ring, I know, like, he – it's that it factor that we talked about a few weeks ago with just us, man. Like, I don't, like, I don't know if he has it, you know? Like, yeah. I just – I don't – Obviously, the man is talented. He's a dangerous man with the football. But he just got – he didn't get blanked, but they, you know, they put on that performance against the Niners. The Niners came into Green Bay and upset them, and it's like, what's going on? Like, you know, like, what is – like, what is – does he really not want to be in Green Bay? I think so. But will, will a move really help him? I Like, I'm not convinced the move will really, like, put him over the hump. Just depends on where he goes, I think. Uh, I still think Denver is probably the favorite to land him. Think you so. got some talented wide receivers there. You have an okay offensive line. They can probably shore it up a little bit in the draft. They have a pretty good defense. So I would I would <laughs> wager that that's a good spot, depending on what head coach they get to, since Fangio's not there anymore. Yeah. Um, Trying to think of anywhere else that would be good for him <clears throat> that needs a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Carolina can't seem to make up their mind. I don't think that would be a good sp- spot for him. Um, he wouldn't go to the Jets. No. He wouldn't. He wouldn't go to a non-competitive team right now. Like he's he's going to go to a competitor. Yeah. And that list would be very short of of. Of well, the Jets aren't going to want him either. They've had Zach Wilson, what, this is his second year? First, no, this is his first year. This first, was his first year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's not going anywhere. No. But, yeah, I mean, he he would go to a competitor. I'd be very surprised if he stays in Green Bay. I would. I honestly would be very surprised. I, and at this I, point – I would be too. And at this point, like, if he does stay in Green Bay, why, bro? <laughs> Your heart's not there. Like I don't care what you tell anybody. You're I don't like I don't see your heart is there. Um, you can't you just you can't win. I don't know why, but you just you you get there and then you do, like you can't get over the hump. So what's what's the what's the issue? Yeah. Um, he had he's had the weapons. He's you know like uh, I don't know. You can't convince me that that, that his heart isn't there anymore. Um. But yeah, I he wouldn't go to a non-competitor, but the list is very short of people that would want him. With Pittsburgh, I agree being on that list. Um, I think Pittsburgh, if they can also get Devontae Adams, because kind of the same problem they've had in Green Bay. There's only one dude on the wide receiver core. Yeah. In in Green Bay, same thing in in Pittsburgh, and that one dude's not even anywhere near the one dude you had in. Green Bay, honestly, their wide receiving core is a downgrade from what he has. Yeah. So if you can get Adams to go over there and they have Smith Schuster as the number two again, and then Deontay Johnson as the third, I think they have a good wide receiving core then, but they don't have a number one right now because Juju Smith Schuster is not good enough to be a one. Do you think Cleveland is sold on Baker? No, they're not, but I don't see him. They still have him under contract for one more year. <clears throat> so they're not going to bring in Rodgers with Baker Mayfield. You get that's too much money in the quarterback position when they have other issues that they need to fix. You don't think that'd be a that'd be a one for one trade? No. No. Oh God, no, not for one for one. <laughs> You're talking a former MVP versus a mediocre quarterback? Yeah. It's not going to be a one for one. Cleveland would have to give up a lot more than that. I mean, because I'm going through the standings. The Bills aren't an option. Pats aren't an option. You would have to look at, like, a deal like the Lions did with the Rams. And Rams would have to give up, like, in this case, Cleveland would be the Rams. And Cleveland would have to give up significant amounts of first-round picks. Yeah. To get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Even with throwing in Baker Mayfield. That, that trade looks like it would probably be the same. It would be... Okay, you get Baker and two first-round picks, and we'll take Aaron Rodgers. 
I'm trying to think. I'm just looking through the standings right here and trying to think, trying to see options. Like, I just don't see very many, very many options out there that would be willing to give up a QB to bring in Rodgers. I mean, Russ in Seattle, but. That was another one I was thinking about because Russ is on an expiring contract too, I think. Um, so, but I don't know. Seattle's been trending down lately. I don't know if he'd want to go there. Yeah, exactly. yeah. He's already said he's not. He doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild, and that would that wouldn't be a rebuild. But it would also. I don't. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if Rogers going to Seattle automatically makes him a playoff team again. Um, I don't see many other options out there, Kev. Not Minnesota because they're sold on Kirk Cousins. <clears throat> Not the Bears. But even even the Vikings or Bears, like I don't even think Rodgers would. You know that's why I say like I think the list would be very very short of competitive teams that he he would want to go to with with Pittsburgh probably being the top. <laughs> Yeah, I do like Pittsburgh as that option. I haven't heard any rumors like that, but that makes sense to me, right? I mean, Ben is done. I mean, he's pr- he's pretty he's made it pretty clear he's done. Um, yeah, he said he's done. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we can move on from this. Um, the other games that uh, that took place. Um, let me get to the division around. Sorry for those of you. Are you at all surprised with the Bengals? The Bengals are in the AFC Championship game. No, I actually picked them to win that game. You did. You did. Yeah. Uh, it's not quite the way I thought they'd win it, but shoot, I'll take it. McPherson, their fifth-round draft pick, rookie kicker, the only kicker taken in the draft. Yeah. Kind of showing why he was. Scored did, 13 uh... of their 19 points. Yeah, I'll take him every day of the week for that. Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna draft him next week next year in fantasy and just giving you the heads up now. Right. Um did did Derrick Henry look okay to you? He didn't no. look he didn't look good to me. Like he didn't look comfortable. They've been out for what eight weeks? Come on. Yeah, something I mean, like that. It was his there's first gotta week. be rust there. Yeah, he Foreman was... had more rushing yards than he did. Yep. Um <clears throat> and then last but not least, the Bills and Chiefs, and that's um and that I'm not going to say, well, it was an overtime thriller, but it was, uh, I mean, I wouldn't call it an overtime thriller. I would call it the Josh Allen not getting a chance, which is the only game decided by something other than a a walk-off field goal. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel about that, Kev? Do you, are you okay with the overtime role in that situation? Or do you, do you want Josh Allen to get a touch of the ball? I honestly think each team should get a shot, get a shot at it, kind of like college football, but not the same. You know, like college football started at twenty five, yeah, and they got to see if they can score, if they can or can't, whatever. Then the next team gets their shot, and then after each team gets their shot, if whoever if whoever's ahead wins, or you get another go, another go. I think at least every team should have one chance of touching the ball in overtime. Would you say like play another quarter, like a full quarter, or like maybe a five minute quarter, or a no, not quarter? even a full thing, but at least. Or would okay, you say like you score on your first possession? If it's if you score on your first offensive possession, okay, good for you. But the next team does get a shot to match it, and they have to match it, or the game's yeah. over. If you so, I mean, with with let's just think of if we're changing overtime rules. Forget the kickoff. Like, just just say, flip a coin to see which team gets the ball first. Do you put it on the forty and just let just let that team have a go? If they score, oh, great. You you play it like a normal football quarter at that point, but you give each team a chance. Give each team a chance. Kind of like they did with the field goal rule. Yeah. You still you you in the game with a field goal. Well, now if you kick a field goal, the other team at least gets another chance. You know. Yeah. Just do the same thing with the touchdown. The only exception would be is if it's a defensive touchdown or a safety, then yeah, call it the game. You know, but okay. well, you do like each team getting getting at least one chance at the ball. Yeah, gotcha. 
Well, I mean, we can make our predictions for uh, for conference week since, uh, I mean, I don't want to hold back even if Alex isn't here. Um, I would love to screw see. Screw it, he's thing. winning. Let's go. Huh? <laughs> I said, screw it, he's winning. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would love to see the Bengals, do, Bengals get the upset, but I don't, I don't see it happening. I think it's going to be a closer game than people think, but I just think the Chiefs are too good at home. Um, this is the, this is their fourth straight AFC Championship game hosting. That is, um, I just I I just, yeah I just don't. I mean, like I said, I think the Bengals make it a close game. Joey makes it interesting, but I just think uh, Chiefs Chiefs get it at the end. You don't think the Bengals can pull down again against the Chiefs? Uh not in not in Arrowhead, not in not in KC. No, no. Yeah. The only what makes me feel good about it is I don't think people. I think people are underestimating the Bengals. And I texted this to y'all. Joey got sacked nine times and still won the game. Yeah, that's an insane number. Imagine if he has actually time to throw to his weapons, Jamar Chase, who is just a beast with who's who's a beast after the catch. People think he's this good just as a receiver alone. His his PAC, his 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 yard or his yak yards after the catch are insane. What what he can do once he catches the ball is insane. Then he has T. Higgins. Um, Joe Mixon is a is a valuable back. I. I, I think people are underestimating the Bengals, man. Yeah. And their defense has has proven that they can – go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt the thought. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You're good. Um, I love the Bengals, man. I really do. I love this Cinderella story. I love this underdog. Oh, I say that, and I hate the 49ers, but – <laughs> I wouldn't really call it. I really would. I, I wouldn't call the 49ers an underdog story, though, or a Cinderella story. We're a six seed coming into this, though. Yeah, still, I wouldn't call him Cinderella. Yeah. Shout out to my boy Nick. <sighs> Nick was a happy. Nick was a happy man this this past weekend with the 49ers. Yeah. No, I love the Bengals, and I my heart keeps telling me Bengals, Bengals, because I want to see Joey Burrow, and I want to see the underdog, and I'm tired of seeing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. It's going to be the Chiefs. It's going to be the Chiefs, man. I think it's going to be the Chiefs. Chiefs just pulled up, put up 42 against the, the best defense in the league. Uh, Bengals just gave up nine sacks to Tennessee and only scored one uh, one touchdown during that game, having to basically get kicked to the victory by the, by the kicker. So uh, if they can't get the offensive offense going against the Chiefs, they don't have a shot in this game. No, no. And, and that's what that's why I said this year. But I, I I agree with you. In Arrowhead, it's going to be tough. If if the offensive line can at least give Joey time to throw the ball, I think you have a chance. But if he's on his ass, you have zero chance. And I don't think they're going to be able to give him time with Frank Clark and the rest of that defensive line coming. That's down. that's that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> I. Unless you set up an unless you set up an offense for him to for him to get the ball out quick, like you know, the two second, three second throws, like you know, yeah. two three step drop back and just get get rid of it. Plus, that's the only that's the other thing. Joey's Joey's still he's not. I'm not going to say he's not capable of it, but he hasn't figured out how to scramble yet. He hasn't figured out how to get out of the pocket and get those yards that he needs. He, or because a lot of the times you like just watching him this past weekend. Sometimes you just got to get rid of the ball and I get it. Like, you know, you don't see, you don't see these, the, you don't see the pressure coming, but sometimes you just got to get rid of, rid of the ball, man. And he's, I, he's just not there yet. Like I just, yeah. cause you can't, you can't afford to give up seven, nine yard sacks, you know, and it just, in, in these type of games, if they, if they put themselves in third and long situations, or if they put the, if they continue to put themselves in second and long situations, the third and long situations, it's just not going to happen. I agree. <clears throat> 49ers, 49ers and Rams, Rams hosting it and potentially a chance to actually host the Super Bowl as well. What do you think, man? 
Uh, 49ers beat them both times during the regular season. They beat them 31 to 10, and then at the final week of the season, 27 to 24 in overtime. That being said, I think the Rams take it in the final. I think so too. In round three, I think the Rams do take it at home, SoFi Stadium. Uh, one of the big things that's coming out of this game that everybody's been talking about is uh, <clears throat> the fact that SoFi Stadium changed their rules, apparently, on who can get tickets and who can go to the game. Apparently, only Orange County residents can now go to the game because one of the big things during the game that they were complaining about was that there were a lot of 49ers fans in that stadium, and it became almost like a road game for the, for the Rams. Wow. So it's going to be interesting to see. They um, they can do that. They they like they're not selling tickets to anybody but Rams fans. They can do that. Uh, they're trying to, if nothing else, trying to throw in the COVID rules and things like that too. Uh, okay, yeah. To uh, do that. <laughs> well, in California is still on pretty heavy lockdown with with COVID yeah. everything too. Oh yeah, and there was still speculation about the Super Bowl being there this year or not. <laughs> yeah, still still moving it or not. It's it's still set and it's still set there. So yeah. I do, think the, I do think the Rams will win this game and, and host the Super Bowl. That would be, be cool. That would be second second year in a row teams hosting the Super Bowl. That's pretty cool. Yeah. First two times ever, too. And um, I'm, I'm just pulling for Matt Stafford in this more than anything. All those years stuck in Detroit, finally getting out, and I think it would be beautiful to see him to make it to the Super Bowl. Same, same. It would be, it'd be a good story for him to – Finally, get out of purgatory in Detroit, and and this is this being his first year with an actual competitor, and look look what he's doing, dude. You know, like now here's a fun hypothetical for you: if the 49ers win, what happens with Jimmy G? With this one game? of the big storylines has been that. This is going to be his last year because they have Trey Lance waiting to take over. Win the Super Bowl or win this game? Let's do both scenarios. Both scenarios. And get back to the Super Bowl but lose. And then make it back to the Super Bowl and win. Or even lose this game. So has there what been happens spe- with Jimmy Because I've, I've heard the speculation as well. Would he be done with football in general or is he done with the 49ers? It'd be 49ers. He'd go somewhere else. But the 49ers will give up on him because they don't want to keep him as quarterback. That's why they traded draft capital next year for Trey Lance. I kind of <laughs> look at it the same situation as um, – oh, man, who's that guy that I'm thinking of? Uh Took the Ravens to the Super Bowl. Flacco? Yeah, there you go, Joe Flacco. Thank you. Um, they probably stick. They probably stick to their word. I mean, if he if he wins this game, and they make a Super Bowl appearance, and even if they win the Super Bowl, I think they probably still get rid of him. And I mean, Jimmy G just has a ring and you know, pretty good resume, and you know, gets his, gets to go to another team, maybe be a starter somewhere else. Probably not, but. Um, I don't know. That's a pretty good resume. Hey, I took my team to two Super Bowls. It is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> including last year. Including last year. Including the year we just came off of. Actually, you could say two of the last three years because that was two years ago that he lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. It was. It was. It's so hard to remember from two years ago, man. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Is he? Is do they move on from him regardless? I think given your what you've invested in Trey Lance, you almost have to. But at the same point, what's another year backing him up to make sure you're ready? I don't know. I mean, you if he takes him to the Super Bowl, <laughs> let me put it this way. If he, if he plays well, if he balls out in these games, then, yeah, I, I think they have to keep him. 
you know? Yeah. Or sign them and then maybe try to trade them and get some good value for them, you know? But I think if he kind of plays the way he did in the Super Bowl two years ago or um, the way he did in the second half against the Cowboys, where he did everything he could to try to lose that game, then I think they're going to get rid of him regardless of what happens. Okay. I think, I think regardless, they probably move on from him. Um, it's, it's, it's because hard. honestly, he didn't play well in the, in the game against the Packers either. And he started off okay against the Cowboys, but that second half, like I said, he tried to lose that game. Uh, against the Packers, he was 11 of 19 for 131 and an interception. So, I mean, he's not playing well. In fact, the only touchdown that the Packers had, I'm sorry, that the 49ers had, how did they score that touchdown? Let's see. Oh, it was what a blocked punt. Oh, that's right. They it scored that touchdown on a blocked punt. That's right. That's right, yeah. So, special teams touchdown. <sighs> So, they, I mean, if it wasn't for that, they would have lost the game because they couldn't get anything going on offense. No, they couldn't, yeah. It's so crazy that that's how Aaron Rodgers loses, loses and ends his time. Yep. So, Chiefs and the Rams in the Super Bowl, those are our official picks. We don't know, we don't know what Alex is thinking because he's not here. Yeah. Um, We'll touch base on it again next week, and we'll see who we'll see who is going to be in the Super Bowl. <clears throat> Any other thoughts from the weekend? As far as football goes, no, nah, not really. I'm kind of happy the uh, defending champs are out, so we got to go another year for a repeat champ. It's always <laughs> yeah. fun to see. It's always fun to see parity. Yeah, it really is. I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I'm really, I'm pulling for the Bengals. Um, I really, really hope they can pull off a miracle. I just don't see it happening. Um, yeah. I just, <clears throat> like I said, I think it, I don't think, I think it'll be an interesting game. I really do. I think they'll make it interesting, but I, at the end of the day, I mean, I think the chiefs are just too good at home. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but. I, I think there's I think I think a lot will have to go right in order for the in order for the Bengals to pull it off. One being Joey not being on his ass all game, um, which I don't think will happen. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where we are come Super Bowl time, man. Yeah. Here's another fun little question for you. If no. the Rams or the 49ers win the Super Bowl, does that make them the best division in the entire league in the last decade? Because if you think about it, they're run through the playoffs. All three of the four teams made the playoffs. And the only team, the only teams that any one of those teams in that division lost to were in that same division. Because the Rams beat the Cardinals. One of them are going to beat the other right here. And then if they go on to win the Super Bowl, they only lost to each other. I would say that's a pretty good argument. In recent years, yes, I would say that's a pretty good argument because uh, the only other, the only other, I feel like all the, I feel like most other, if not all other divisions in football have, have two to three really good teams. If that, and I mean, like I'm talking about like nowadays AFC East, it's, it's, that's the, that's the Bills division. Um, the only, the only competition they'll have for the next few years, I think is still the Pats. Um, but that's the Bills. That's the Bills division to lose for the, for at least the next few years. AFC North. That's that's a that's a very interesting division just because of um, I don't know the 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 inconsistency. I guess is the best way to describe it between these teams. But I mean, the Bengals are proving that you know that. <clears throat> well, let's see if the Bengals can actually be consistent now. Yeah, um, the AFC South. I feel like it's it's only ever the the Titans and Colts. When the Colts, I just I can't trust. So I mean, yeah. Uh, AFC West. 
it's really it's really the Chiefs division to lose for the next few years. Yeah. Char- the Chargers, the Chargers should be getting better, but uh, you know but they're inconsistent. So exactly, are the Raiders. Exactly. So that's the Chiefs division to lose. The NFC East is a joke. I'm sorry, but it is. Um, the NFC North is the Packers division to lose, and if Green, if Aaron Rodgers loses or if Aaron Rodgers leaves uh, Green Bay, then that division is wide open. But still, like I mean, at that point, probably Vikings. But I wouldn't call it a good division. I'd call it a um, every team is mediocre or bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's and th- if if Rodgers leaves next season, that's probably the Vikings division to lose. I think. Depending on who the Packers get as QB in there, if they, you know, if they go with Jordan Love or whoever, whoever they get, but that's the Vikings division to lose at that point. NFC South is the Bucks right now. Um, Saints need a quarterback. Falcons are just there, and the Panthers same thing. And yeah, I mean, yeah, NFC West is a is a really good argument for the best division in football right now. I wouldn't argue about it being the best in football right now. I was saying the best maybe division in the past decade. That would take a lot more research. But yeah, that would take a lot more. I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't know about decade, it but definitely would make an interesting argument, though. Yeah, yeah. Because maybe, I mean, three playoff teams, and then two of them making the conference championship. Yeah. So. That's a good question for next for next week with for Alex, if and when he shows up. Actually, <laughs> yes, we're talking to you, man. We know he's going to listen to this. <laughs> uh, we can move on here uh, before we do so. Let's talk about our friends real quick at Baseballism. Happy ten years to them, by the way. They're celebrating the ten year anniversary this week, weekend, whatever, uh, by uh, putting on a sale. I think it's a twenty percent off sale for. Um, I think all of their merchandise actually, and they actually have some new releases out to celebrate the 10 year anniversary, but just 10 years, happy 10 years to our friends over at baseballism. Um, still very proud to be supported by them um, and support them in general. Uh, go, fo- go follow them, the, go follow them at baseballism.com. And while you're there for our first time shoppers, use our code AA sports. Our, it's our initials AA S P O R T S for a 15. It's one 5% discount off your first order. There's free shipping on orders of $100 or more for domestic shoppers only. Sorry, international shoppers. We don't even have any, but for domestic shop for domestic shoppers only. But uh, like I said, go check out that 10-year anniversary sale. Uh, they're doing something right because they're celebrating 10 years and they're they're not they're not slowing down. So uh, please keep supporting them because they support us and support all any and all local small businesses around you. because um, we do still need your help. They do still need your help out there. Um, whether people want to, you know, like to admit it or, you know, how they feel about what's going on in the world, we're still, we're still in a global pandemic and businesses are still, are still struggling, whether you want to believe it or not, or whether you want to realize it or not, but small businesses out there are still struggling. So when you're out there, support them and be kind to them because they're showing up, they have to work. So, yeah. Anyways, um, the hall of fame came out. For MLB, that is. We're still in a lockout. I still think we're going to play baseball next year at some point because everybody's got to make money. But anyways, we can talk about that for another time. But uh, MLB came out with their Hall of Fame induction. David Ortiz, former Boston Red Sox and Minnesota Twin, the only former player named to the Hall of Fame. How many were on the list, Kev, please, if you if you have it? Uh, I can count it. One, two, four, eight. 30 is what I'm counting. 30? Yeah. That's a lot. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, And 11 of those are dropping off of future ballots because they not, did not get the required 5%. So of the notable names, obviously, out there, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Sammy Sosa, was Mark McGuire still up, or am I forgetting, or is he done? Mark McGuire? No, that was a long time ago. So was uh, Sammy. So Sammy was still on the ballot. I think this yeah, was Sammy was on the ballot the final year as well. He didn't even get close. Uh, no, I think Mark McGuire fell off a long time ago. Did he really? Okay. Yeah, I don't. I think he actually fell off. He didn't even get the required five percent at one point. Did he not? What? What? Why? 
Yeah, you think about Mark McGuire, like he had a couple of really good years, but as far as his career goes, he was actually kind of mediocre. How about you shut your mouth? <laughs> Outside of that 1998 season that he fought with uh, Sammy Sosa to get that record, he was only kind of average. And then you had the steroids. Hey, Kev, do you like, hey Kev, do you like being on the show? At least I'm here, buddy. <laughs> At least I'm here. This is true. This is true. <laughs> I haven't looked um, at his stats close enough to say whether or not, you know, but I mean, I know what he did for baseball and I know that that counts. So, yeah, I mean, he and Sammy Sosa basically saved baseball. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that that's what they did. Summer. That's what they did. You yeah. Know? I mean, baseball is still reeling from the 1994 shut down didn't have the world series that year after the strike and then a few years later here we go with the home run chase brought everybody back into baseball everybody was watching it so yeah i i I truly believe that those two did save baseball yep but i mean if i'm just looking at mark mcguire in a bubble compared to other careers no, like I don't think he had anything against like anything to shake a fist at against David Ortiz. I think Ortiz had a better career than he did. I mean, that's pretty obvious. He was David Ortiz was was I'm I'm not gonna well I'm gonna say probably, but he. Anyways, David Ortiz, I it feels like was more consistent than Mark McGuire was, even though Mark McGuire obviously did what he did. Um, <clears throat> I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask this to y'all regardless, and I'm still gonna ask this because I think we touched on it before. Um, but your feelings aside from with Barrett, with uh, with Bonds and uh, and Clemens not getting not getting on, and I think we have touched on it before. I just I, I forget what you said about it. But do you feel like the writers should be the ones voting on this? Or should be the one should, the writers should be the ones voting on the Hall of Fame. Who should be if not them? See, for me, I almost Are you gonna have a committee. I think, dude, I, I don't know if it has to be a committee. I don't know what it has to, or if it has to be some type of organization or what it has to be. But I feel like if you don't have experience with playing, if if you've never like Kev. You can honestly say, like, if you've never played the game, you can make a like a a valued argument for a vote. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, you're contradicting yourself, right? Because we had the same argument with the college football playoff, and you're against the committee and and for the AP writers <laughs> in that sense. But now you're against the writers, and you want a committee for the Hall of Fame, dude. Well, I don't know. I no. Well, yeah, I mean, these guys watch and write about baseball every day. They see these stats every day. They talk to these players every day. You're talking about writers like Tim Kirchin out there, all of the uh, like uh, Jeff Passan. You're talking about all of these big baseball guys that we hear and listen to their opinions on baseball for the last two. Well, however long baseball has been on the media, you know. So 40, 50 years for us, obviously not that long because we haven't been around that long, but um but you but feel these like guys have lived baseball, like they may not have played it, but they write about it and they watch it and analyze it every single day. Do you think though, like I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just there's something in me that tells me if you didn't play the game at a high level, you shouldn't you like you shouldn't get a vote for that kind of award. I just, because yes, you, I, I see your point where you, you, you do watch the game. You watch the game, obviously, you, you, you know, that's your living. You, you know, you write about the game, you, you go to the games, you, they travel, they travel uh, to watch the games and everything. Uh, and so you're like, you know, you're in it and you, you get to interview these guys. And so you kind of get to see their personalities too. And, you know, some of these writers actually get pretty close to some of these players. And so, you know, they're, they're able to get like, you know, exclusive interviews and 
you know, they're just able to get in really close with teams. I just, I don't know. Something tells me if you don't have experience at least playing at some level, high school, college, whatever it is, like shit, you know, like part of you doesn't feel like it should be like players, uh, the players voting on it, like past players. Once you, once you retire, if you're retired for five years, then you get a vote. Like, you don't think that it should be that way? Well, no, because at that point they can vote for themselves. <laughs> I mean, there has to be rules obviously applied to it, but, you know, like I would say – I guess once you're in a, once you, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how to like, I don't know. I just feel like. I don't like the idea of former players voting for it because, um, and I'm not saying there's not biased within the sports writers themselves, but if it's former players voting for it after like, just a few years out of the league, then it's more, it could be popularity amongst the players. So oh, this guy I like playing with because he was fun. So let's, let's vote for him. You know, <clears throat> no, I'm not saying that there's not integrity amongst them and that they wouldn't vote honestly about it. But the fact that they weren't able to watch it from a bubble, that they were actually on the field playing and, didn't get to see all of the, all the other players play because they're on the field doing the same thing. They're not necessarily always watching the other players play. Yeah. These sports writers, that's what their job is. Also, are these sports writers watching all these guys play or are they sometimes relying on stats too? Well, I think that's what the majority of it is, is (coughs) because I mean, there's just too many games. Yeah. Yeah. Too many games, too many players to watch all at once. But these guys are able to analyze the stats, but also look at the film, look at the tapes and see which ones are actually playing to the stats or playing below the stats, if that makes sense. Like if they're overperforming or underperforming. Yeah. So you didn't well you didn't you didn't answer it in text and i forget i I forget how you felt about it but what do you you think about bonds and and clemens not getting in i put the steroids aside man put this but put put the steroids aside they deserve to make it in with just their stats bonds and clemens because i mean their their numbers dictate they should have been halting without a doubt um, and honestly, if there isn't the shadow of the steroids on them, uh, even if their numbers weren't as good as they ended up being, I think they still would have been Hall of Fame worthy. But I don't know. There's a whole integrity question about it. There's the whole um, the character of the game that a lot of these sports writers are voting on. Right. And I actually kind of agree with some of them uh, to an extent. Like, I don't think Schilling should ever, ever be a Hall of Fame, regardless, because of what he did after the sport. In those years following his career, what he did and how he acted was not in good character of a Hall of Famer. Um, Bonds and Clemens, though, yeah, I think they're kind of dicks. They they're not very people friendly outside of the sport, but I don't think they've really done anything to give that character in the question other than the steroids themselves. So honestly, I'm kind of torn still with those two. Given that it's their last year on the ballot, maybe I would have voted them in since it's their last year. Make him sweat it out for ten years, but I think their numbers state that they should be a Hall of Famers. And I was gonna, so I was gonna ask that too. So they're officially they're off the ballot, but from when I was somewhat reading or so somewhat saw, they're not totally you know shunned shunned out. So what do you know? What at this point would need to happen? Like, is there 
Is there another vote that can don't happen? Know the years and the stipulations behind it, but there are other ways to get into the Hall of Fame. Uh, while Ortiz was the only one that named this time around by the baseball writers, um, six others were voted on in December to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. By, and that's the Golden Days and Early Baseball Era Committees. And those six players are Jim Cott, Tony Oliva, and then the late Bud Fowler, Gil Hodges, Minnie Minoso, and Buck O'Neill. All six of those will be inducted into the Hall of Fame at the same time as Ortiz. But they were, they were elected by the Golden Days and Early Baseball Era Committee. So you're talking about committees? There you go. Okay. <laughs> there are committees. They just – it's – more than the 10 years that's given after that five-year gap. Right. Makes sense. When does a player become eligible on the ballot on the ballot once they're retired? Is it a year? Five years. Five years? Five. Wow. And then it's uh, 10 years of eligibility after that five years. If they continue to meet that required 5%. Yeah. Man, it doesn't feel like – it doesn't feel like David Ortiz has been out of the league five years already. That's crazy. This is this yep. was his first year, so. Yep. Wow. Anyways, we can uh, we can talk to Alex about that when he gets back because I want to I want to ask him about that too. Still need to ask him about Aaron Rodgers. So, anything else you want to talk about, Kev? Anything? Uh, your favorite Marvel movie? <laughs> You need to see well, we can talk back. about next year's vote and if you think any of them are going to be making it into the Hall of Fame based on uh, who's still got a chance. Yeah, give me some names. Uh, so of the top vote-getters that uh, were not on the final year of their ballot, Scott Rowland would be next. 249 votes. He had 63.2% of the votes. And you need seventy five percent, right? Huh? You need seventy five percent, right? Is it seventy five? Yeah. I think. I don't know. Do you think he'll make it in next year or future years? Future years, probably not next year, but future years, yes. I agree. Then that's the case. These others probably won't make it next year either, but maybe in the future. Todd Helton, think he's going to make it at some point. Yeah. Okay. Billy Wagner. I think he's gonna have to sweat it out. But yeah. You think Billy Wagner's gonna make it? Okay. I don't think he will. I think he's gonna just keep being short. He was at fifty one percent. I'd love to see Billy Wagner in. Billy the kid, man. Yeah, that'd be fun. Back from the Astro days. Uh, uh Andrew Jones, Gary Sheffield. Alex Rodriguez. One more time. Andrew Jones, Alex Rodriguez. Gary Sheffield and Jeff Kent. Uh, Alex Rodriguez and um, Andrew Jones, yes. I don't think Alex Rodriguez will. You don't think so? Dude, he's only made 34.3%. He'll make it it at some point, though. He's got the same cloud over him as Bonds and Clemens. That's true. That's true. Yeah. If not more so, because he was actually suspended for a year. I don't. I Jeff Kent was a name that popped up. That he was part of those. Uh, he was part of the. He was part of those really good. Uh, the those Bonds Giants teams. Mm-hmm. I think he. I think he has a chance. Nah, I don't, don't think he will. Right, like. I think you know, he's going to plateau about where he's at at that 30, mid 30, 40% range. You know the name, but he was kind of, he was like a really good role player on those teams, you know? Like he wasn't, I'm not, and I call it role player, but he was, well. I honestly would say the same about Andrew Jones, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because you think about those Braves teams, it wasn't Andrew Jones, it was Chipper Jones, was, Greg Maddox, yep. John Smoltz. Yep. Tom Glavin. Yep. Those Braves teams are good, man. Damn. Oh, yeah. 
I still see the, I still, uh, I, I forget who posted, but somebody posts on Instagram all the time. Like Greg Maddox um, threw a 76 pitch complete game against the Cubs, which is insane. Yeah. It's nice. Like for the, like those of you out there listening to us that, that still watch baseball, like we do just think about that today's game. That doesn't happen. And it's not going to happen ever again. I was going to ask you too, because I, I said this in the text, but do you think anybody ever sniffs the home run record again? The single season? And forget our lifetimes, because it's not happening in our lifetime, Kev. Do you think ever, like, no, the single season or career? Both, both. I think somebody probably gets close to the single season. Like somebody. Danny got pretty close a couple of years ago. I think I think somebody probably makes it makes it exciting one of these years because I mean I think I think it's bound to happen with as many you know with the home runs going up but I don't think anybody ever sniffs the all time record. Home runs going up overall, but I think it's somebody's going to have to play for a really long time, and somebody's going to have to have like a couple of really really good seasons where they where they hit out 40, 50, like for, you know, two or three years consistently to have a chance. Yeah. I don't think so. Because who's on who's on the list? All-time home run, all-time home run leaders. Act, well, active. Active. Well, active, you had Albert, Albert Pujols on top of that list. but Yeah, that's not happening. No. <clears throat> Albert, Miguel, Cabrera, Nelson Cruz, John Carlos Stanton. Uh, Stanton's up there with 347. Actually? Ooh. Maybe Stanton. Maybe. But this dude has to play. How many years is – I feel like – I don't think Stanton will. Stanton's been in the league. Stanton, this is going to be – this is going to be his 13th year. He's got what three forty seven right now. Yeah, three forty seven. He's, he's had still got two, another four hundred to go, dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's had two seasons. He's he had uh, the seventeen season where he hit fifty nine, and then he had the fourteen season where he hit thirty seven. All the this way, he's already over thirty, and he's not even. <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna. He's not gonna sniff it. He'll probably he probably reaches four or five hundred career home runs, but. That's what I'm saying, dude. Nobody's nobody's ever going to sniff this record again. It's just not going to happen. At least nobody that we're seeing yet. It would have to be somebody that's just now coming into the league that's still got a shot, you know? Yeah. But I'm not seeing anybody young enough on this list that would make me think that any of them have a shot at even getting close to it. Trying to think maybe. Dude, George Springer is on is number 25 on the list. That is, that's kind of crazy. For active? Yeah. Okay. He's tied with Mike Mustakis at 196, but yeah. Okay. I that's see little, him. So again, a, though, like 31 years old, though. That's a little surprising. Rizzo's on the list. Rizzo is tied with uh, – Anthony Rizzo is tied with Manny Machado and Josh Donaldson. All at 251 at number at 18 on the list. Yeah. What about Nolan? Nolan Arenado is at 269. Uh, how old is he? This is 269 Arenado. He's 30. He's 30, and this will be his 10th year. Uh-huh. He's had he's had three seasons where he's hit 42, 41, and 38. Maybe. No. But he has to play for at least another. He's 500 away, dude. Yeah, but I mean. He's got to double his home run production over the last 10 years of his career. It's not, not, it's not impossible. <laughs> I mean, um, you're talking about a guy entering his 30s. Honestly, if you're looking at that number, Bryce Harper has a better chance. Who's yeah. only two home runs behind them and he's two years younger. Bryce is Bryce is entering his eleventh year, and he's only had one season where he hit forty-two. But he's two years younger too, so he's going to have at least two more years of production, probably. Yeah, 
that's what I'm saying. Like somebody that does it, somebody that, that sniffs it would have to have, I'm not even going to say two to three. They probably have to have four to five years where they hit over 40. Yeah. It was fun watching it, man. And that's why, that's why for me, for me, Bonds gets in, put the, put the steroid slander aside. Bonds gets in, man. Because if you like, and I wish Alex was here so we could, so we could talk about it more, but. Of all the major sports, in, of all of all the major sports, football, baseball, basketball, we're always talking about how baseball has a marketing issue. People don't like watching baseball. That get literally what I said in the text. Bonds gave you a reason to watch the game. He Bonds, McGuire, Sosa, like you said, they saved baseball, man. That's what baseball needs. Baseball needs storylines. Baseball needs the home runs. As much as, you know, people out there may or may not like that, it's just that's what it needs. We all love watching the game in general, but for, yeah. the, casual, for the casual fan, that is what baseball needs. And what else do you need to, to put a man in the Hall of Fame? <clears throat> Let's do this a different question. Okay. Which of these active players, I'm not saying going to have a chance to win the uh, get the home run record, but which of these of these players will reach 500? Nagy was the last one to do it this past season. Now it's 502. Who's going to be? <coughs> who who was the last one to do it? Uh, Miguel Cabrera. Oh, Miggy. I thought you said. Uh, I, uh, never mind. I thought yeah, you said Lemayhu for some reason. Miggy. Okay. Lemayhu. No. <laughs> uh, Who's going to be the next one to reach 500, you mean? Or you said? Yeah. I mean, if Cruz isn't retiring anytime soon, it's got to be him. Nelson Cruz? So. Nelson Cruz is at 449. He only needs he needs uh, 51 more? Yeah. I mean, if he's not he's retiring. 40, huh? He's already 40, though. Yeah. I mean, if he, re- if he retires in the next year or so, um, after that, I would say – Man, that's a good you think question. Somebody's going to give him a shot this year. That's a good question. I think so. I think somebody could still use a, a DH in their lineup. Okay. Uh, but after that, I he would. Had say... 32 homers this year. 32 home runs, 86 RBIs. Yeah, I mean, because at this point, that's what you're paying Nelson Cruz for. You're not playing. You're you're paying him to to stand in the batter's box and, and hit the ball. You're not paying yeah. him for his glove. That's what you you know what you're getting from. Well, him. no, he's DH. He's strictly DH at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I think somebody will sign him. Okay. Unless he doesn't want to play, but yeah. Uh, Alex officially text, or texted his picks, and he's going with the Rams and Chiefs to win this weekend. So he has the Rams and Super, and Rams and Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I don't know if you saw that, but yeah. Okay, so uh, we're all going with the same picks this week. Okay, I'm going to change mine. Can I change mine? <laughs> Why not? Okay. Bengals and Rams. You're going Bengals and Rams. Bengals and Rams. I think there's going to be a miracle in KC this weekend. I go Chief 49ers. Let's make it all different. All right. You heard it here first. We're all, we all got different picks. Alex is going with the Rams and Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Bengals and Rams. And Kevin is going. Chiefs 49ers. Chiefs 49ers. We'll see who's right. Oh, I don't like any of it, but sure. Yeah. We'll see who's right at the end of it. Alrighty, y'all. Continue to be good and be good to yourself. We got each other, or be good to yourself and be good to each other out there. Don't drink and drive. Don't section drive. Um, I think that's it.
think that'll be it. Hopefully Alex joins us next week at this point. We honestly don't know. I couldn't tell you if he will join next week. I just, I, I, I know I'll be here. I know Kevin will be here. Yeah. We definitely need to do it next week because we need to preview the Super Bowl. Yeah, we do. So, all righty. Be good, Kev. You too, bud. All right. Uh, forgot what, <laughs> dude, completely threw myself off, man. Later. Later. Peace. See ya. Thank you, Kev.